Hello, the friends, and welcome to It's All About Family right here on the Kualide FM podcast. The name is Tamsang Ogachuma, and this is a podcast that focuses on family life issues. And we talk about everything family, from single to marital, but we focus more so on marital issues. I'm a family life speaker, and I'm a radio presenter on a Christian radio platform remember you can always listen to our previous content you can go to www.anchor.fm forward slash fm you can find us on twitter you can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram there we've got varying and different uh, content that can be of benefit to you in your family life can i start by saying you know, for those that are, mar- are married, marriage has really be- proven to be an eye-opener. Marriage has uh, really proven to to be tough and difficult. And for those that intend to get married, can I be honest with you? Marriage will challenge you. Marriage will demand the best out of you. Marriage will make or break you. Marriage will say to you, it's either you're willing to grow up or you get out. Or you're either you're willing to grow up or you get out. And so uh, today we just want to talk to those that intend to get married. Those that have got the dreams of happily ever after. The intention of this discussion is not to discourage, but it is to equip. And before we get into the discussion of the day, which is going to take a short musical break and when we come back uh, we will be less we will be talking more about you know what we should be preparing ourselves for before we get married
Welcome back to It's All About Family right here on the Goliday FM podcast and I thank you for taking the time. Now, for those that are preparing to get married, the question is, have you ever asked yourself what marriage is? What is marriage? And the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verses 18, it's not good for man to be alone. Verse 21 then says, God caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep and he took a rib out of his side then out of that rib he created a woman and verse 24 then says for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother's home and the two shall become one so marriage is the union of a man and a woman with the ultimate purpose of becoming one it is not the purpose of becoming like the husband and therefore i just want to touch on this aspect when you get married If you're getting married, young man, you're not seeking that your wife should become like you. You're seeking that you shall become one in the Lord. And wife, future wife, you're not seeking that your husband shall become like you. Because now let's let's get this straight. A lot of people get into a marriage and they try and push and shove their spouses into being like them. Number one. God created us differently. And God says, let us create man in our own image after our own likeness. Now the Godhead is made of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are all different but one in purpose. And marriage is like that. Marriage is tripartite. There is the husband, there is the wife, there is God. All of them are different. But the ultimate purpose of the institution is that they become one if you take away one then there is an imbalance and so therefore in marriage the ultimate purpose is to be one it is to be united and celebrate each other's differences and i just want to say you will discover that in marriage you are different an actual fact marriage between a man and a woman is so unique in the sense that Women are very expressive of their emotions, yet men are very quiet about their emotions. Women are very emotional, men are very logical. And if you combine the two, it seems to be a tangent. But in actual fact, because the designer of this institution is the greatest and the best designer ever, those two, if combined, can work out well. The only challenge we have is that we haven't yet learned learned how to combine the two. So why get married? So that you can become one and you can glorify God. You know, a lot of us are getting married and we've never even asked ourselves, why am I getting married? What is the institution all about? Don't get married because your friends have got married, because you're old, because the time is ticking. Uh, please, those are uh, those are reasons why many marriages will crumble and fall apart. So, before you get married, ask yourself, why am I getting married? Number two, ask yourself this question, am I prepared or am I ready or am I willing to grow up? Now, why this question? It's because marriage demands you to grow up. It demands you to move from a certain level of thinking to another level of thinking. It demands of you to grow up. 
And many of us are not prepared to grow up. We're not prepared to live certain childish uh, ways of doing things or thinking. Or some of us are not prepared to live certain level, certain things like selfishness, like you know, egotistic behavior. We're not prepared to live those things. But marriage says, be willing to grow up. Be willing to grow up. And if you're not willing to grow up, marriage will find you out because marriage will definitely ask you to say, have you? grown up number two number three marriage will ask you this question are you ready to communicate are you ready to communicate most of us are going to get into marriage and uh, we we have not yet learned to talk effectively or how to listen effectively if you if if you want your marriage to succeed be willing to talk effectively this simply means learn how to express your thoughts clearly learn how to express your thoughts clearly without meandering without sugarcoating it express yourself clearly timelessly and express yourself respectfully and in a considerate way talking effectively and also listening effectively listening effectively means that you are willing to listen and understand what your spouse is saying you're willing to listen to what your spouse is saying and understand exactly and if you don't understand you ask a question and let me tell you why i say this many of us go into marriage with prejudice now here's what prejudice does prejudice says because this is and this if you want to see that you're prejudiced if you're thinking if your thinking is this way if you say to yourself women are talkative then you're bound not to be a good listener if you're saying to yourself men hide their thoughts and they don't talk you're already prejudiced why do i say that it's because You've already judged what your spouse will be before you even listen to them. But if you're an effective listener, you're going to say, I need to understand how my spouse communicates. I need to understand what it is that my spouse is saying. And if I don't understand, I'm going to ask. I'm not going to say, ah, women talk too much or men are not expressive. You are simply saying, I'm not going to follow suit I'm not going to follow what the world is saying, but rather I'm going to follow the principles of effective communication. Be willing to move away from prejudice. Be willing to say, I will listen to what my spouse is saying. I will talk effectively. I will listen effectively. Well, we're going to take a short break. And as we take this short break, Please do think about these things. Ponder about them. Remember, we're talking to those that intend to get married soon.
Welcome back to It's All About Family. Uh, you're chilling uh, here with Tamsanga in Sizwa Yagwa Chuma. So we have said, um, we, we just looked at the aspect to say, uh, for those that want to get married, think about this. What is marriage? What, what do I intend to achieve in marriage? What is marriage all about? If you understand what an institution is there for, it's, it's simple. What is school? Why, am I, why do I go to school? If you think you are going to school for break time and lunch time, you will miss the whole point because school is about building you up in so not only in the academic but in other ways. So think about that. And we've also said marriage is about mar- if you're going to get married, be, wi- be willing to communicate effectively. Be willing to communicate effectively. That's listening effectively, talking effectively now the other thing um another important point around marriage is what's your understanding of finance and what is your spouse's understanding of finance you see one of the leading causes of a divorce uh, are finances or money plainly put and it's not that they and sometimes even the rich uh, uh, divorce the money is there but they still divorce because of money so now before you get married understand what it is that you understand about finance what does finance mean to you what does money mean to you for others money may mean power for others money may mean uh, uh you know the ability to do something for some money may mean security for some money may mean freedom what does money mean to you and also understand how do i manage finances you see that is the biggest problem of any marriage the management of finances the management of finances if you mismanage finances if you over manage finances so what it means is you've got to find a certain level of how you're going to manage your finances but first and foremost you need to understand what finance means as a couple to be you need to ask your spouse to be to say what do you understand about finance how do we manage finances if we get money what does it mean to you? How does it make you feel? If we spend it, how does it make you feel? What makes you feel like we've spent money on a good thing? What what is over what does overspending mean to you? What does underspending mean to you? How, what does what is how do you define over management of finances? Ask those questions. How do we plan for our finances? What what scares you about finances? What makes you know what makes you confident about finances ask all those questions you see the problem sometimes is we're so too much in love we forget to ask those questions that are quite important the next point getting married means you learn how you you should be willing to learn how to resolve conflict and let me say this you are going to quarrel not once, not twice. You will quarrel thousands of times as a couple. And because quarrels are coming, 
If you don't have the ability to resolve conflict, it means that your marriage is already 90% out of the door. It's already 90% out of the door. Resolving quarrel is never about you winning. Resolving quarrel is never about you gaining the upper hand. Resolving quarrel means the two of you should be willing to say, what are you saying? Let me understand exactly what you're saying. Let me, and let's then come up with a solution that suits the both of us. Let's come up with a solution that works for us. A lot of couples are into marriage and they've never mastered the art of resolving conflict. And this, and, and, and here's the thing. Many of, many people are married to the right person. Many people were married to the right person that they were meant to be. But because they failed in the art of resolving conflict, many have divorced those that they were meant to be with. And many will go on to divorce those that they are meant to be with till death do them apart. But because there is an inability to resolve conflict. And many people will say, nah, no, I mean, I'm willing to listen. And I want to be honest and truthful. 99% of the time, most of us are not willing to listen. Most of us are willing to win an argument. And this is what, if you are aiming to win an argument currently, you should know that you are not prepared yet for marriage. Be the kind of person that says, I'm, I, I intend for us to resolve this com conflict in such a way that at the end of the day, both of us will win. And this will demand, demand that you redefine the meaning of winning. What does winning mean for you? Does winning mean that you are at the top and your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend is under? Well, that's a question that you should be willing to talk more about. So, we've spoken about listening. We've spoken about talking, timing. We've spoken about, um, you know, knowing how to talk. The other thing, it, those that are preparing to get married, you will have to learn how to forgive. You will have to learn how to forgive. We said that there will be conflict in marriage. And some of the conflict will require that you forgive. It will require that you forgive. And I'll tell you why. You, you, you are a sinner, married to a sinner. And sinners are bound to do sinful things. And those sinful things will hurt you. And this sinner, or you the sinner, will at times go and ask for forgiveness. And when you do ask for, for this forgiveness, you, you, you are saying to, the, to this other sinner, forego the punishment that I'm supposed to receive and forgive me. And if you're not willing to forgive, it means that your marriage will fall apart. And you will have to forgive not, not ten times. The Bible says forgive how many times? I know when I calculated it went into hundreds. And I'm simply saying, if you are not willing to forgive, then marriage is not for you. If you're not ready to forgive, if you're not ready to to really 
forego certain certain punishments at certain points then marriage might not just be for you next moving on to the next point there's this you know most of you would have heard of this great uh marital or family life speaker dr gary chapman he talks about the five love languages and i'm not going to talk about the five langu- love languages but here's what i'm going to talk about be willing to express your love to your spouse be willing to express your love to your spouse now expressing love to uh, your spouse may vary from one spouse to the other what works for mrs jones may just not work for mrs duve what works for mr uh dau may just not work for mr love what is quite important is study what mean what it what love means to your spouse and when you've studied it be willing to express it be willing to express that love be willing to express it in a way that your spouse understands it you see love is like a language love is like a language here in south africa we have got 11 official languages and i i, I can I, i can be very honest and straightforward with you i've i've met people who can only speak i i remember at one time i called this town called robertson in the western cape and this guy picks up the phone speaks in afrikaans i speak in english and we're trying to understand each other and this guy simply could not speak english and 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 many marriages are like that one speaks the, the an afrikaans type of love language and another is speaking in debele and people are wondering why is this thing not working it's because you have not studied what language your spouse is using or what language do they hear or what language do they understand we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll continue just looking at we're just looking at high level we're not going into detail of what you should be looking at uh, as as you get into marriage so it's important have conflict resolution skills be able to um be able to uh, uh, speak the love language that your spouse understands because they're different from you they are not you so speak the language that they understand we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll be wrapping it up
Welcome back to It's All About Family right here on the Gwalire FM podcast. So as we get to the end of it, here, here's the thing. So if you are blessed with children, if you get married and, and, and children do come along, children will challenge where you stand as a couple. Children will challenge your quality time as a couple. At times, you will for the for the for the mothers, they'll get to a point where they'll they'll feel like a cow that is being suckled. You will feel as if you are being pulled in ten different directions, and for the men, it will feel as if this woman that you married is no longer interested in you, but is more in love with the children that the two of you have together. Children will demand of you time and attention. That at times you think you don't have. Children will will at time make you feel like you're, you are a failure in life. Because children are just children. Children will play. Children will be naughty. Children will demand attention. Children will cry for unnecessary things. They will cry for unnecessary things. They will just do things that stretch you as a couple. And for some couples, you will you will go for years without free time, without me time. Children will challenge you. And unless and until you are ready to play as a team, the advent of children will cause many couples to divorce. Many couples have found themselves divorcing after having children because the reality is, Many of us got into marriage and we were never told that the advent of children brings about a tough season in marriage. And let me tell you from experience, when children come along, it's a tough season. Your finances are stretched. Your patience is stretched. And, 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 and in, in, by no means am I saying children are a, a, a bore or they, 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 they are not good. I'm simply saying they are good. But there's an expectation of you, for you, to train them, to raise them up. And raising children and being married at the same time, it ain't easy. Even if, and I'm not advocating for being single. I'm simply saying marriage requires you to play, to be a team player. Gone are the days where it was justifiable for the father to just put his feet on the table and not be responsible for his own seed. Gone are the days. Gone are the days. Now a man should be hands-on in raising his own seed. He should be hands-on in raising his own children. Don't negate your duties. I was reading an article. It said Namibia, the Vinduk city, the capital city of Namibia, is called the city of absent fathers. And I think it's not only Vinduk. I think it's Johannesburg. I think it's Pretoria. I think it's Mbavane. I think it's Lesotho, Maseru. I think it's Luanda. I think it's Lusaka. I think it's Cairo. I think it's uh, Washington. I think it's London. All these cities are cities of absent fathers. And I'm just simply saying gone are those days. So when children do come along, you will have a hard time. Think about that let me say also this there will be 
a season when it seems like your marriage is just meandering. It's drifting along. There's no fun. There's no spark. And this is the season where many couples grow out of love. And here's what I'm saying. When people grow out of love, in fact, maybe let me give you an example. Let's think about it this way. If you plant a garden and you, you in the early days you 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 plant you you water and you see your things growing and after a, a few weeks when your things have germinated you stop watering it you stop taking care of it what happens those things die one of wonders strange strangest thing ever that I've seen in my life is that almost every couple in the world goes through such a season where the two people in the marriage themselves are not watering, are not cultivating their marriage. And they are surprised when they start arguing, when they start drifting apart. What's going on in our marriage? It's them not working in their marriage and their marriage is not growing. And and they're busy looking for a harvest and there's nothing to harvest. Many couples go through that. And I just want to say, be willing to cultivate your relationship. Right now, before you get married, you're so in love. It doesn't seem like you'll get to that stage. But mark my words, you will get to that stage. And when you get to that stage, make a con conscious decision to say, I will cultivate it. I will work on it. I will not blame. I will not push accountability and responsibility to my spouse. But we will work together to make our marriage work. And when it gets to that point, don't think that you are the only one. Don't feel discouraged. But be encouraged to work on your marriage. It is normal. It is normal for many mar for marriages to get to a point where when we get to the pinnacle, we hit a very low, low down. We hit a very low, low down. And let me end by this. And and I think we, we love this topic. Most of us um, love this one, sex. You see... If you've not been practicing premarital sex, I'm talking to the virgins right now. If you've not been having sex, what it means is you will get into marriage. You you just don't know what sex is. You think you know it. In actual fact, sex has proven time and time and again that most couples are not students of life. That's both men and women. Sex is an indicator if you are a student or you are just an observer. And many people have proven when it comes to sex not to be students. And I'll tell you why. God says, let us create men in our own image. And he created he, male and female. I've come to understand that the human body is unique. Only God could have created sex and i've come to understand that sex comes at three different levels if not more 
Sex is physical. Sex is emotional. Sex is spiritual. And the moment you fail to integrate those three, sex just becomes purely physical. And the, the sad part is that physical, like any other thing, physical becomes tired. Because if the emotional and the spiritual are not fed, the hunger remains. And when the hunger remains, the physical simply does not satisfy. And this is why people keep on having sex and sex partners out there. What they are looking for is something that you cannot fulfill by just going and sleeping with people around. And so when I say marriage is a sex is a is a is a class I'm simply saying you will have to study how to fulfill the physical how to fulfill the emotional how to fulfill the spiritual and that's a lifetime lesson that is a lifetime lesson and number 2 about sex sex is not a sport and I'll tell and and I'll tell you why I'm saying this. Many men look at sex as a performance. Sex is not a performance. Sex is about connection. If you're able to connect with your wife, connect with her at those three different levels, it ceases to become a performance. It becomes a union of the two of you. And remember, sex is done naked. Sex is also a representation that you should take off your clothes. It should, you should take off the scales that cover you so that your spouse can connect with you emotionally. You should take off that, that which covers the spiritual and remain naked so that the two of you can connect at those levels. Unfortunately, many of us only connect on the physical because this is what we can see. But we don't address the other two. And so sex becomes uh, a performance. And also I call it a performance because many times I've heard people talk about the size. The size of a penis. The moment you begin to look at the size of a penis, you should know that you are just focused on the physical. You are no longer focused on on the emotional and the spiritual you see people focus on the size of the penis because sex to them is the union of a vagina and a, and a penis and and i say if you could understand that the human body has got so many uh, zones that you could satisfy the only thing that we're missing in marriage is this couples are not teaching each other sex they are not teaching each other about their own body in actual fact very few people are in marriage and understand their own bodies or their own minds or their own spirituality if you the number one lesson you should get away with with uh, i wish i could talk about this longer and longer but i just don't have the time let me just wrap it up Study your own body. Study your own mind. What it is it that you're looking for from sex? Study your own triggers sexually. Teach your spouse 
those triggers teach your spouse about your own body that you have studied your own mind your own spirituality that you have studied teach them tell them exactly tell them how you want to be touched tell them show them show it to them express kindly and lovingly and in a way that it, that enhances show them exactly what is it that you want to experience sexually and when that has happened and you begin to use that knowledge you will experience the ultimate orgasm of sex many people have only experienced the physical orgasm of sex wait until you experience the spiritual and the emotional and the physical orgasm it will take you to the heavens that you have never experienced before but anyway let me not go into deeper detail before i get killed um <laughs> so sex will remain one of the tools that the devil uses in marriage to destroy marriages because couples are not students of sex well ladies and gentlemen the name is Tamsa. If you're deciding to get married, ponder and think upon these things. Hopefully next week, I will get into detail of what you should be doing to enhance yourself or prepare yourself for marriage. Marriage is key. Marriage is critical. Prepare yourself for it. Be willing to be a student. Be willing to be trained. Know you will make mistakes rise from those mistakes be willing to forgive and be forgiven be willing to rise because at times you'll go to the lowest of lowest and remember you're married to a sinner be willing to help the sinner accept jesus christ as his or her personal savior until we meet again next time May the good Lord bless you and may the good Lord keep you. Confess all of my sins because He's always there to hear what I have to say. darkest night he gives me light so that I can see so many times my heart grows well I know when I'm falling down I feel so down and low so down This dry land, this dry and weep love.